This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and this is A Little Happier. I often talk about my four tendencies personality framework, which divides people into four categories. If you want to find out whether you're an upholder, questioner, obliger, or rebel, and get some information on how to use that insight, take the free quick quiz at GretchenRubin.com quiz. More than three million people have taken this quiz. In a nutshell, the four tendencies framework is based on how you meet or resist inner and outer expectations. We all face two kinds of expectations, outer expectations like a work deadline and inner expectations like your own desire to keep a New Year's resolution. So depending on whether you meet or resist inner and outer expectations, that's what makes you an upholder, questioner, obliger, or rebel. For this discussion, I'm talking about the difference between upholders and obligers. Upholders meet both inner and outer expectations. They meet the expectations of others but their expectations for themselves are just as important, sometimes more important. Obligers readily meet outer expectations, but they struggle to meet inner expectations. Obligers often say things like, I always keep my promises to other people. Why can't I keep my promises to myself? Now, in my observation, each of the four tendencies has great strengths, and each of the tendencies has the corresponding weaknesses. For instance, questioners are great at doing research, but that means they can sometimes fall into analysis paralysis, where their desire for perfect information makes it hard for them to make a decision. Each strength comes with its weakness. Over the years, many people have said to me, I'm an obliger and I don't want to be an obliger. I want to be an upholder. And I always say, don't worry about being an upholder. Obliger is a great tendency. Just tailor your schedule and your surroundings so that you can achieve your aims for yourself. I'm an upholder myself. And while I do love being an upholder, I know very well the limitations and weaknesses of that tendency. And one of the limitations I've experienced is being so focused on following a rule 
that I disregard, even without realizing it, the practical consequences of following that rule. In life, sometimes we need to understand when a rule needs to be bent, broken, or reinterpreted out of consideration for the effect that it's having on others. As an upholder, I've realized that I can be bad at that. Obligers, with their greater awareness of the weight of outer expectations, can be far more attuned to it. Here's an example from my own life from a few years ago. It was during the dreadful COVID period. For her final semester in college, as a senior, my daughter Eliza was allowed to return to live on campus. She wasn't going to be able to attend classes in person, or visit the library, or the dining halls, or have roommates, but she would be back on campus. She was thrilled. She got a list of instructions, which, among other things, said to pack lightly. A polder that I am, I thought, okay, that means bring as little as possible. Pack some clothes, your phone charger, your water bottle, and off you go. But around this time, I went for an outdoor walk with a close friend who is an obliger. This was during COVID, so of course we had to see each other out of doors. As we walked, I told her about Eliza's return to college. We were going to drive her up, I explained, so Eliza didn't have to take the train. And I mentioned how she was supposed to pack lightly, so she wouldn't have much with her. And my friend said, Eliza is going to be spending endless hours in that dorm room on her laptop. If I were you, I'd get a throw rug, a coffee machine, a backrest pillow, that kind of thing. You're driving her up anyway. You'll have room in the car. The school won't care. And it will make a big difference for her time there. The thing is, it had literally never occurred to me to reflect on those instructions, to form my own judgment about them. What did it mean to pack lightly? The minute my friend said that, I knew she was right. Right then and there, I texted my husband, Jamie, and Eliza to say, new plan. We need to go to Target ASAP. And when we got to school, it was obvious that it was fine that she was bringing those items and that other seniors were doing the same thing. The school wanted to discourage people from bringing in masses of quantities of stuff, but the amount she brought was perfectly acceptable. And it made a big difference to her comfort. As an upholder, I found often rules are stated overly strictly because the people issuing the rules know that most people tend to bend them a bit. I need to remind myself of that. Is this a rule that's meant to be taken quite literally? Or is it okay to assume a bit of flexibility? Or am I interpreting the rule too strictly or too literally? The school said pack lightly. My interpretation of lightly wasn't actually very realistic. Having those items to make her dorm room more comfortable made Eliza's life much more pleasant during that difficult time. I feel lucky that I had an obliger who could tell me, yes, I know you want to stick to the rules, but think about how they'll affect Eliza. Each of the tendencies has its weaknesses and each has its strengths. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and I hope this makes your week a little happier. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. 
If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.